This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe No, you're not going to believe it if I tell you. And I'm going to tell you, but you're not going to believe me. You're going to be like, Mark, hey, you're lying to me. I'm not lying to you. You, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. On the first day of the 118th Congress, they actually did what they said they were going to do. I know. <laughs> what, what's up? This is the uh, Mark K. Saves the Republic podcast. The Mark K. Sa- yeah, wait, I just call it Mark K. Saves the Republic, but you could call it the Mark K. Saves the Republic podcast. You can call it whatever you want. Um, make sure you subscribe, though. And I know a lot of people have subscribed over the last couple of days. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Subscribing to this podcast is a win-win-win. It helps everybody. It helps you because you get notified right away when there's a new podcast. You're not going to miss anything. It appears right at the top of your podcast feed wherever your podcast feed happens to be. Uh, it helps me because the more subscribers I get, the more people, uh, you know, the more we go up the charts, the more we're featured on the front page of Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is uh, you happen to be listening. And then, of course, it helps other people because they may be, they may be just sitting around going, you know, I'm trying to find a really good podcast that's entertaining and informative that lets me know what's going on in the world and is really just kind of cuts to the chase. Voila, here we are. So uh, by you subscribing, you help at me and everybody else um, who doesn't even know yet that we exist. And unfortunately, that's a lot of people. <laughs> anyway, so let, let's talk about a little bit about uh, day one of the 118th Congress. All right. So the first thing they did yesterday when they, uh, you know, when they got into session and they all settled down and they all did their thing was they had to vote on the rules package because until you vote on the rules package, there's no rules. And if there's no rules, then, uh, you know, there's no Congress. So the rules package that was debated last week, that's the, that's the reason why the speaker uh, vote took 15 rounds. That's the reason why it took four days. That's the reason why Matt Gates and, and Chip Roy and Lauren Boebert and everyone else was so adamant about not supporting Kevin McCarthy because they wanted to get their rules package in place. And the rules package sets up really the entire life, <coughs> pardon me, of the Congress. It sets up the next two years, what they're able to do, what they can't do, what they will be doing, uh, how they can debate, how they can remove the speaker. It gives the speaker certain uh, powers and it more importantly gives the house members more powers. And that's what they were, uh, that's what they were working on. And there were some, you know, there was some grumblings over the weekend. Some of these moderate Republicans who felt like they were held hostage, Dan Crenshaw, for example, called a bunch of Republicans, terrorists, uh, the Republicans that were, that were fighting, you know, for the United States of America called them terrorists. Um, but incidentally, he wasn't there to vote yesterday. So the first day of work and Dan Crenshaw didn't show up to do anything. Um, but anyway, so what happened is you've got you've got all these people and they're out there and they're uh, they're putting the, this rules package together. And then over the weekend, a couple of people are like, I don't like this rule. I don't like the way this went down. I don't like that. These 20 conservatives, I don't like that. The Freedom Caucus thinks they can just run the joint. So I'm thinking I might vote against the rules package. There were Republicans that were openly saying these rules are not good for us, that it's going to, you know, it's going to backfire and that uh, we don't want these 20 uh, conservatives to be emboldened. If they get this rules package, that means they win and these kinds of shenanigans can go on. So a couple people, I guess, were concerned. I wasn't. The rules package passed with flying colors. Like I said, I think only one Republican voted against it. And then Dan Crenshaw wasn't there. Um, I don't know if he's mad because 
He didn't get his committee assignment. I don't know if he, you know, had to go to the eye doctor. I don't know what it was. He had to do something. Um, anyway, so that was that was the first vote. Then they opened up debate on the second vote, which was the first thing they promised they would do. And in, you know, in what is not common Washington, D.C. fashion in something that not a lot of us are are, you know, familiar, familiar with or accustomed to these Congress people, these Washington elite, these uh, these, uh, you know, politicians, they did what they said they were going to do. Kevin McCarthy promised Americans and Marjorie Taylor Greene got up there and sta- stood next to him the whole time, promised Americans the first thing they would do on day one was to um, defund the 87,000 IRS agents, the armed accountants, the army of armed accountants that Joe Biden and the Democrats put into place with the quote unquote Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't do any of those things. Uh, spending billions and billions of dollars on 87,000 IRS agents to dig into your bank account and scrimp and scrap and, and steal as much money as they possibly can from you doesn't really reduce inflation. And if it does, it doesn't matter because you're paying more in taxes. So the Republicans said, look, this is government overreach. It's, it's, it's doubling the size of the IRS. We, it, the, you know, the IRS is not an emergency. We don't have a tax emergency. What we have is a border emergency. What we need is to boost our military. What we need is to, you know, uh, protect our first responder. There's so many other jobs we could be hiring for. There's so many other things that need to get done that these IRS agents, that doesn't seem like it should be our top priority. And so what they did was they said, uh, we're going to vote this down. And they debated it back and forth. And it was really interesting. I watched all this, by the way. My, my TV has been stuck on C-SPAN. It was on C-SPAN all last week. And then when I turned it on yesterday, it was still on C-SPAN. I was like, I guess I'm watching C-SPAN. But it was really interesting to me to watch these debates because so many Democrats got up and tried to defend the fact that 87,000 IRS agents were a good thing. So many of these Democrats got up and came up with these ridiculous statements to explain their side of the story. They tried to tell you that that all of these tax cheats were costing the United States of America trillions of dollars every year and that we needed 87,000 IRS agents to go in and, and root out all of the tax cheats who weren't paying their fair share. Meanwhile, it's not the IRS agent. It's not the lack of IRS agents. It's the tax code. The reason that Elon Musk doesn't pay personal income tax or Jeff Bezos and Amazon, uh, they don't pay as much tax as anyone else is because of the tax code. You need to change the tax code if you want to get more money or more revenue. If you leave the tax code the way it is, there's going to be loopholes and there's going to be ways for people to make deductions and it's all perfectly legal. Uh, but the Democrats want you to believe that the that these rich uh, billionaires and, and millionaires, and it's not just Republicans, a lot of these billionaires and millionaires are Democrats. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's one. She's a Democrat. Notice she does. She's not. She's not jumping up and down to get audited. But anyway, these eighty-seven thousand uh, the armed IRS agents are now defunded. They're gone. It's not going to happen. There's no money to hire these folks in the first place. And that was refreshing because, as I said, as I pointed out, that was one of the big things that the uh, the Demo- the Republicans rather said they were going to do on day one, and they did. So it bodes well for the future. I'm going to be honest with you. So far, everything that I outlined in my Republican Revolution resolutions for 2023, these top 10 things that I said the Republicans would have to do, it seems like a lot of them, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them have adopted them or I don't know if they've read them, but they're, they seem like they're on the same page. They're identifying the enemy. They're coming together. They're, uh, they're, you know, they're starving the jackass, which is one of my which is one of my favorite of the revolutionary uh, of the uh, revolution resolutions for 2023. They're taking the money away from these ridiculous pro-government, big government projects that the Democrats have put in place 
And there, I, I believe it's going to make some significant changes to this country, especially to our, our spending program and also to your bottom line. Now, it means also that there's a lot of work left to do. Uh, but on day one, they were able to handle two major things, passing the rules, which limit the power of the government and the speaker, uh, make it easier for the, the Republicans to get the job done. And then they start doing the job of unbidenifying the country. They have to de-Bidenify or de-Biden the United States of America. And it's going to take some work, especially because this $1.7 trillion infrastructure package or not infrastructure, I'm sorry, spending package, the omnibus spending bill got, got passed last year. Oh, by the way, that's something else that's really interesting. This rules package, what people don't realize is these new rules, they're out. They're also going to make it harder for the Democrats in the Senate to do what they did with this spending package. Because as you know, in the United States government, there's two branches of government. There's two houses in the uh, in the legislative branch. They both have to agree. And for example, the one point seven trillion dollar omnibus spending bill that was rushed. That was rushed out uh, to be voted on. And nobody had any chance to read it. Nobody had any time to debate it because the rules committees in both the Senate and the House of Representatives got together. You know, Chuck Schumer's people and Nancy Pelosi's people got together and they decided they were going to change the rules. They were going to be like, this is important. We can't have the government shut down. We're going to change the rules. Uh, we don't need to give people time to read it. We'll just vote on it as soon as it comes out in the middle of the night, which is what happened. That was one of the big problems Rand Paul had with it, as long as, as well as Mike Lee, uh, Rick Scott, and a bunch of others. So the, the fact that the rules have changed in the House of Representatives now makes it basically against the rules for that to happen. Any new piece of legislation, 72 hours is what's required. 72 hours is what's required to look at this legislation. Also. Um, there's this whole idea about germane amendments and amendments that aren't germane will not be allowed to be attached to any of these bills. And by germane, a germane amendment basically is you cannot amend a bill with anything that doesn't have to do directly with that bill. For example, if we're passing, let's say defense spending, right? Everybody's going to vote on defense spending. Everybody loves defense spending. Everybody loves the military. The Pentagon needs money. We need to support our troops. So they know that a defense spending bill is going to be very popular and nobody wants to vote against it because if you go home and they say you voted against defense spending, you're basically cooked, especially if you have a, a strong military district. So then what they do is they start amending it and adding all these earmarks, stuff that has nothing to do with defense spending, like money for an LGBTQ community center in Queens, or you know they throw on uh, light rail funding for San Francisco to revamp their their trolley system, or, you know, then they'll do something like a CRT programs in, um, in Minnesota, something like that. Like, Oh, we need, we need four bill. And they'll just tack on all these amendments. They have absolutely nothing to do with defense spending. Those are not germane. So now the new rules in the house of representatives say all amendments have to be germane. And that's going to stifle and stymie, not only the house of representatives from wasteful spending and stupid amendments, but it's also going to stop the Senate. Because they're getting, Kevin McCarthy's going to have to be like, look, guys, I can't add any of this stuff. All this stuff, it's against the rules of the House of Representatives. So everything's automatically going to be a no and nothing will get to the president's desk. Um, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing for the United States of America, because anything that the Democrat Senate and the Democrat president want to sign into law is probably bad for the United States uh, of America. So that's day one. We'll be following along. You know, they've got a, they've got a, a lot of other things going on, not so much with the direct uh, votes or the re repeals. But now we're going to get into phase two, which is the investigation phase, 
Um, there's going to be investigations into, as we said, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, the DOJ, the FBI. Oh, BT dubs. Sorry, Keith. I don't know if you heard, but you know how like they made that big man. There was that big hubbub, all that brouhaha about Donald Trump having those uh, documents at Mar-a-Lago. And everyone was like, Donald Trump has documents at Mar-a-Lago. This is horrible. He's a horrible guy. Arrest him. It's illegal. He's selling them to Russia, yada, yada, yada. And Donald Trump was like, look, I'm the president. I, I declassified all of them. I have that power. Um, there's nothing to see here. Don't even worry about it. And then the, the FBI came in and, and broke into his safe and they rifled through Melania's underwear, you know, went through her underoos, all this other stuff. And, and it was like, I mean, you, I remember still the remember Mar-a-Lago shirts are still one of our top sellers, by the way, at our store, because everybody remembers this was the day where it became evident that Joe Biden was using the DOJ and the FBI as a personal tool, as a personal police force to investigate and to harass and to torment and to terrorize uh, and to, and to, you know, maybe even prosecute his own personal um, political enemies. There's no bigger enemy than uh, Donald Trump when it comes to Joe Biden and the Democrats. There's no bigger enemy than Donald Trump, who, by the way, is also running for president. So not only is Donald Trump Joe Biden's political adversary uh, in, you know, because he was the former president, but also because he could be the potential future president. He definitely will be facing, you know, uh, a lot of challengers in the primary, but it could be Joe Biden versus Donald Trump round two in 2024. And if that's the case, what Joe Biden did was just doubly deplorable, although he doesn't care because, well, the Democrats, they don't care about anything uh, except themselves. So now Joe Biden apparently had, let me read this from CNN, several classified documents from President Joe Biden's time as vice president were discovered last fall in a private office, Biden's attorneys acknowledged Monday. Attorney General Merrick Garland has asked the U.S. attorney in Chicago to investigate the matter, a source familiar with uh, the matter tells CNN, and congressional Republicans are also taking notice. Biden's lawyers say they found the government materials in November while closing out a Washington, D.C.-based on office that, uh, that Biden used as part of his relationship with the University of Pennsylvania, where he was an honorary professor for two years. Fewer than a dozen classified documents were found at Biden's office, still, uh, another source told CNN it is unclear what the documents pertain to or why they were taken to Biden's private office. Federal office folder holders are required by law to relinquish official documents and classified records when their government service ends. Now, we know all about this because of the brouhaha with Donald Trump. Here's the big difference. Here's the big difference. And uh, by the way, it's fantastic that Joe Biden has just been found to uh, to be guilty of or to be doing the same thing that he accused Donald Trump of doing. But here's the big difference. The vice president of the United States has no authority to declassify documents. So Joe Biden can't say, I'm the president of the United States. I declassified those documents. Uh-uh. He was vice president of the United States when these documents were taken. He has no power to declassify. And if he's in, if he's in possession of them, that's against the law. Donald Trump was president. Uh, and he said, you know, I declassified the documents, which he does have the power to do. So it'll be really, it's really interesting. I'll be honest with you, man, Joe Biden, if you're going to commit, if you're going to accuse somebody of a crime, remember, make sure that it's not a crime you've yourself done uh, several times. In fact, that's the Democrats MO Hillary Clinton accused Donald Trump of being Putin's puppet and spying on her when we all know all along that it was Hillary Clinton who created the fake dossier 
the Steele dossier about Russian interventions with uh, Donald Trump. We know that it was the uh, the Democrats who were spying on Donald Trump because they they tapped the phones at at uh, Trump Tower and and um, and they signed off on that warrant. You know the uh, the Obama DOJ. Um, we all know that was the the what was going on. We all know that when they accused Donald Trump of a quid pro quo, quo with uh, Zelensky in Ukraine, we all know that it was Joe Biden who bribed Ukraine with the one billion dollar in taxpayer uh, money that he used to get his son off the hook for Burisma. We know all this stuff now, and now it's happening again. Joe Biden and Merrick Garland and the DOJ and the FBI raiding Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home so that they could find classified documents that the president supposedly stole, um, even though the president said they were unclassified. And of course, Joe Biden doing the same thing that Donald Trump did. I'm what, you know, I'm I'm just going back through all the, the horrible things they accused Donald Trump of doing that turned out never to be true. I bet we're going to find out that uh, Joe Biden slept with Stormy Daniels. I mean, I'm just saying that if, if we're going, you know, if everything he accused Donald Trump of doing, the Democrats have accused Donald Trump of doing, it's going to come out that uh, Joe Biden had some kind of an affair with Stormy Daniels because everything he's accused Donald Trump of doing, he has done himself so far. So it'll be interesting to watch. Anyway, we'll have more on that coming up on the Mark K Show later on today. Also, like I said before, if you want to get our Republican Revolution resolutions, it's easy to do. Uh, go to Republican 2023, Republican 2023.com. Tell us where to send them. We'll send them out. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that uh, you can get the information immediately so that we can help other people. We can rocket up the charts. We can help other conservatives or moderates or conservatives and, you know, future conservatives find this show, find this program, get the information they need, and we can spread the gospel because that's the only way we're going to get new disciples. We've got to be evangelists for conservative uh, conservatism, as I always say. And the easiest way you can do it, it just takes one click. Just click that subscribe button. And all of a sudden, you're helping me help other people to save the republic. 